Hey everyone, it's Monica with Be Still Be Free, and I am here today with Sarah Goaty. What's up? <laughs> we are getting close to wrapping up this um, single word, single B word series that we're doing. We've got um, an episode today and an episode next week, and then we're on break for the holidays. We take our Sabbath, our Christmas yes, Sabbath. For there's no place like home for the holidays. And no place like Hawaii for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is so true. Um, so very true. Who's going to Hawaii? What? Not what? me. I know that. My, my house will not be empty. What? <laughs> <laughs> you have some great guard dogs. That's right. Woof. I be on the basement. <laughs> Don't come into the basement. Don't come into the basement. <laughs> Halloween is over. (laughs) Um, So, yes, we hope that you have loved the series. We have talked about the word um, because... Did I say it properly? We've talked about We've talked about believe. We've talked about become. And today we're gonna talk about the word beside. Yeah, this was really hard. I had a whole thought of what I was doing in the first verse that I was gonna use ended up not really going with the theme that I wanted to go with, and then I couldn't really find anything to go with that. And I was like, <gasps> we're taking um, abort, abort mission. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to be one week less on this recording. Seriously. I was really struggling, but God came through mm-hmm. as he always he does. He always does. Yeah. But I did actually kind of, um, we're going to do a play on words. Mm-hmm. So as I started doing a research on all of this, there were different the uh, Greek words that came up with lexicons and whatnot and beside and with often went together. Mm-hmm. The two prepositions, their prepositions, mm-hmm. Vicki would be proud again. I know. Yeah. Um, so they go together and beside actually means at the side of, or next to, next to, to do. <laughs> um, and with means accompanied by another person or thing. And um, the direction that I kind of took this with uh, the word with is used a lot. The word beside is, not used in a lot of ways for a verb, you know, mm-hmm. walking beside you, the Lord is beside you. The word that was used often was um, the word with. So I want to first just take a few uh, Bible verses and go through this and talk about God being with us. And then I want to talk about what that means for us. What, how, how does that supposed to empower us and how we do life with other people? Um, so, J.D. Greer, by the way, um, has a book. Yes. Let me see what the name of this book is. Did I write down the name of the book? Um, Is it called Beside With? (laughs) No. I need to Google. I didn't write down the name of the book, but the name of the article that I got this from. And the funny thing is, is I'm reading this article and then J.D. Greer, he's my cousin. So I was like, oh, how funny that I'm using J.D. to research this and didn't even know it. Um, The spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. Ooh. Yes. And so um, he has this whole thing um, about the, the, a book about the spirit being inside of you. And so there was a quote on here um, that was um, victorious Christianity is not found in knowing a lot of theology or manufacturing the right kind of feelings mm. is found in abiding in the presence of a person. And he had person capitalized here. And I thought this was really interesting because um It's found in abiding in the presence of a person. This could go two ways. Found in abiding in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I think it could also be found in abiding in the presence of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Victorious Christianity, and I talked about this last night in my group um, that I do here locally. If all we're doing is using Christianity for a get out of um, jail free card, Mm -hmm. 
then we're not really living the Christian life because Christianity is about sharing it with other people. It's multiplication. It never had anything to do with just yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is true here. I don't think JD in this, I, I can't tell you for sure, but I don't think he was actually necessarily talking about in the presence of, of human people. Right. I think he was talking about the person. Right. Right. But I think there's a twofold to this Absolutely. that when we are, in life, the Lord is beside us. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is in us. And we are supposed to be beside people mm-hmm. sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So um, Joshua 1, 9. There are so many, so many verses in the Bible about God being with us. And they're just so good. And it really seems that it's almost like God saying to you, hey, every time you're down, I'm with you. Hey, every time life is tough, I'm with you. Hey, don't be discouraged. I'm with you. And mm-hmm. so Joshua 1, 9, I, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness. And I put um, two Old Testament verses in here because things changed a little bit. The Old Testament you know, God's saying that he's with us, right? And he literally, in some ways and fashions, were with the children of Israel. You know, he was with um, Daniel in the lion's den. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Benigar in the fiery furnace. He was, I mean, just, you can think about all these ways that he was, he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. But it, it wasn't the kind, the same kind of with when Jesus actually walked the earth and was literally walking with people. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ascension of Jesus. And he says to the disciples, hey, I'm leaving you with somebody. I'm leaving you with a helper. I'm leaving you with an advocate. And not only did we have somebody with us, but we could literally have someone in us now. And that comes from the New Testament. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 820, <coughs> excuse me, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hebrew 13, five, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And um, I loved this in John 14, 16. This is the message. If you love me, so it's a little bit longer. It's so funny. You look at the message and it's like three sentences long. For all the others. Yeah. If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. I will talk to the father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him. It doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he has been staying with you and will even be in you. And I just thought that was fantastic because I think the original translation is something like, I'm leaving you with an advocate. <laughs> you know, I'm leaving you with a helper. Keep on the lookout. Yeah, I'm giving you a comforter. There you go. Deuces, and, everybody. And here the, <laughs> the message goes on and really talks about what that is. And then in Galatians 5, 16, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not uh, gratify the desires of the flesh. And um, I thought that was really important because... Um, Walk by the spirit and and JD used this one and and saying, I think it was JD that was saying that, you know, when we let the spirit walk with us, beside us, in us, it will help us to defeat the one who's seeking to kill, steal and destroy. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. Um. So let's go back to the purpose of being with us. Right. Number one, being with us, the spirit comforts us. That is in Joshua being with us, strengthens us, right? 
I will strengthen you, he says in Isaiah. Number three, it reinforces us. Um, you know, fear not, I'm with you, be not dismayed. Um, and then it fulfills us, right? It tells us that I'm with you always. I will take care of you. You will be content. Um, it promises us, right? And, and I think that that is huge because it's easy to believe when something's right next to you than when something isn't right next to you. Mm-hmm. And it empowers us, right? It tells us to, to don't give in to Satan. Um, I'm right here beside you, yeah. right? You are not alone. You can, you can resist evil, right? So the, go ahead. I know you want to say something. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that that list, breaking it down into those specific things like comfort, strengthens, reinforces, fulfills, promises, empowers, it just brings a much um, more intense awareness. Cause I think so often we go through the day of like, Jesus is beside me. God's, mm-hmm. with, God's with me, yeah. you know, but instead of realizing, Oh, he's like with me. Yeah. So now I have, a, I'm empowered to make the right decision right. to take this action. Now I'm strengthened to stand up when I feel weak. Now I'm yeah. to be, just be able to, like we always say, flip flop your mindset of what it means that yeah. God is beside us. Like literally. listing that out, I think is really powerful. Yeah. Literally is beside and in us. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, that's transformational, really, when you think about it. Um, again, we were talking about this last night in my group. I said it's so easy sometimes to think that you believe in God, right? You believe the bridge is there. The Holy Spirit's almost the walking across the bridge part, right? Mm-hmm. Because you believe Jesus is there. You believe about God. You believe what he says. But then you think he left you on your own to prove to him that you love him, that you're going to live by faith, that you're going to try to serve him or whatever. And then that's when you're like, man, life is too big bad things still happen. And I'm just going to kind of hang out over here, Mm -hmm. right? This is safer in my little corner. And he's saying, no, like you don't have to be in a corner because you can make it over the bridge. Mm -hmm. I gave you somebody to walk with you over the bridge. Right. You're not, and it's my bridge and it's my bridge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's huge. So I want to kind of um, do a little bit of a, of a mind shift here where um, I think the best way to truly understand what you just said about when you realize that he's really with us, um, the, the best way to truly understand and believe this is let's just talk about people relationships, mm-hmm. right? I listened to, and this is kind of what I was, where I was coming from when I first started about the side, uh, you know, there are very few messages that you really remember in life. Mm-hmm. And this was a message. We visited this church one time. And I remember this message. Isn't that crazy? Um, And it wasn't super duper profound. And I was really upset because I was trying to find the passage that he used because I wanted to use it. Um, But I I posted the other day in Facebook about Ryland's last Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. I talked about uh, your kids' sports. And if you're walking in front of them, you're kind of trying to pull them with you and you're bulldozing the way. If you're walking behind them, you're either not really supporting or you're trying to push them Mm -hmm. down the the journey. But if you're walking beside them, then it's their journey that you're just along to help them. And you become their comforter and their strength and their reinforcement and their fulfillment. Right. And so that was kind of this guy's message. He talked about in He was talking about a um, mentorship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've never been a huge lover of the idea of mentorship because a lot of times I feel like it's people don't really want to share life with you. They're ahead of you and they think they know more than you and they want to tell you what to do. When you don't do what they think that you ought to do, they're kind of like, oh, well, you're not teachable. Right. right? Um, and I forget, I had this lady one time who was like, oh, oh, I should have been a better mentor to you. And I was just kind of like, you know, I never asked you to be my mentor. I didn't give you that permission. I didn't give you that space. 
right? <laughs> yes, Spoken I like did. a true one. Yeah. Wait, no, I never. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. And you didn't earn it. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Right. You have to earn that position. Right. It's incredibly intimate. Um, incredibly intimate. And you come out of the other side having had to have a hard conversation still together and mm -hmm. in, in relationship because that person's walking beside you. Right. Right. And you feel like that person's walking so far in front of you that you get, can't ever catch up or that person's behind you because he's trying to push you somewhere that you're not mm -hmm. meant to be yet. That it's not a symbiotic relationship. And so one is left feeling devalued because they're not accepted where they're at. And the other one feels devalued because that one's not listening and doing what you want them to do. And so it was a great word picture for me because I love the power of influence mm -hmm. and I love people. And it had this profound impact on me that says, Hey, if you want to love people and love them well, you've got to learn to do life beside them, not just telling them what to do, not just, you know, trying to push them when they're not ready because they'll climb the mountain when they get to the mountain, if they have somebody to climb the mountain with. Right. And so it was just a beautiful idea to me of what it meant to have good connection with people. And I think you can say that in parenting, in your marriage, in your family relationships, yeah. in your friendships, every relationship that you're in, when you're walking beside somebody, mm -hmm. that's when you're really doing life with them. Right. Um, and so and I even thought about this last night there when Chris and I first started dating, um, and in our early years of marriage, like he almost always walked like right next to me or just simply a little behind me. So he could always see me and he always knew I was okay, but he was right there, you know, and I, I laugh at him now. I'm like, now you just could take off. You just, I know. I'm like, <laughs> can you slow off. your pace so we can just at least be together? Yeah. Can I walk uh -huh. with you? And he's just gone. Yeah. Right. And I know this is kind of, that's kind of silly, but in my mind as a woman, I'm thinking when you walked with me or slightly behind me. I knew that you were watching and you were caring and you knew where I was and you were engaged in that moment. When you walk ahead of me mm -hmm. and you just assume I'm behind you and that I'm keeping up with you, then you're taking for granted that everything's going to be okay. And I don't need you beside you, but I like you beside me. Right. And so in that thought, I thought it's the same thing with right. God. Right. He's not. Yes. Yeah, sometimes he goes before us to prepare a place for us. But the great thing is because of the Trinity and how fantastic God is, he can go before us and, and be beside us. us. Yeah. He never leaves us. Right. He's always present with us. And so um, I think there is just great comfort in knowing that he doesn't walk ahead of us and behind us mm -hmm. and not ever with us. Well, He's and always it's with us, a, you know, like what you were talking about with mentorship and stuff, like when you're walking beside somebody and you've, you build relational equity with somebody, then when the time comes, like Jesus had built relational equity with Peter before he said, get behind me, Satan. Mm, that's he didn't so just come true. out the gate and say, get behind me, Satan. Like Peter knew his heart and he knew how, what his actions were like. And he knew what his mission was to a degree. Mm -hmm. So he could receive that mm -hmm. rebuke when it was time to receive it because the, the bank had already been built up. Like yep. there was money in the love account because Jesus had walked beside for so long. Yep. And so, um, I think Jesus does that with us, but we have to do that with each other. We do have to do that. And that's, that's the part that spreads the gospel, mm -hmm. right? You know, and there are people like, I don't have the words. I'm not evangelist. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a whatever. And I don't think you have to be. I think that your nonverbal communication mm -hmm. with people yeah. means so much more. And in fact, you know, I'm just going to share a story 
that I don't have permission for Monica to share, but I'm going to. Um, she had a, a conversation this morning with somebody that she loves dearly and um, that she has influence with, but she's walked a lot of life with this person and she has equity with this person and just felt the tugging of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you know, will you tell her this? And so Monica did. And it was all through text. And then Monica felt like I need to call her and let her hear my voice and let her know I love her. You know, even though we're on two different sides of the coin here, I love her. Um, And it was a most beautiful situation. And I think when people know that you are walking life with them and beside them and you are for them, Mm -hmm. that they are more willing to allow you to have a hard conversation. They're more willing to believe that hard conversation. Um, but if you were not doing life with her and if you acted like you were so much more than her, she wouldn't listen to you mm-hmm. um, and you wouldn't have that influence. And so, you know, my challenge is if you don't feel like people are listening to you, if you don't feel like people are doing life with you, why, why is that? Where's the problem? Are you the problem? Are they a problem? Are you not approachable? Do you not allow people to walk life with you? Mm-hmm. You know, are you so afraid of people getting to know the real you that you just have walls up everywhere? And so yeah. no one's ever good enough. Um, do you feel like you're never good enough for somebody else that, you know, you're constantly trying to help somebody you're trying to influence. And I would say this too, you know, there are some people who are not meant to walk life with. Right. And if you're trying to force yourself into someone's life to walk life with that person, and it just feels hard, it may mean that God hasn't designed for you to walk life with that person. You can walk life with that person in prayer though. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this with so many things. It was weird last night in preparation for what I was going to be talking about today is, um, you know, we often say that a man on his knees is more powerful than, you know, a man in a pulpit. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with us doing life with other people. If you're not praying for the people that you're supposed to be doing life with, mm-hmm. um, you're missing a huge part of allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work there. Because it's not about what we're doing in that person's life. It's right. about us allowing the Holy Spirit to do something in that person's life. Well, and you know, First Corinthians 13 is not just a passage to be read at a wedding. Like if you do anything without love, it's just going to be a clashing of symbols out of key, flat, you know, sending tweets with your points of view without love. Yeah. It's just going to fall on deaf ears. But love is... The, love is what it means to walk beside somebody. It's to love them for exactly who they are, exactly where they are. And for them to love and appreciate you for exactly where you are. Like none of us, none of us that are walking beside someone else have arrived and the other hasn't. We're all journeying toward becoming into the image of Christ. And so are you going to love each other in that walking beside? And there, I think two seasons where some people continue on and others kind of wrestle with what God is doing in them. And mm-hmm. then you come back together, but yep. it all just has to be wrapped up in love. Always, always, always. always. And I, that's the first thing that we forget when we're in conflict or contention with somebody mm-hmm. yep. is that there needs to be love in this. And the, I, I kind of feel like the beside word or the idea of, of God always being with us is kind of like the show of commitment, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the fulfillment of promise. It's, it's the, I truly am always with you. Now it's up to us whether we want to believe that or not. Right. It's that, you know, perception reality thing where, well, God says he's always with me, but I always don't always feel like the God is always with me. So maybe he's not always with me. And then you allow self doubt to, to filter into your mind. And that's when you've got to get into the word and you have to put the truth in so that when you have those moments where you feel alone, you don't have that self doubt. But I think in the, in the fleshly relational also, when you're doing life with somebody, it shows commitment. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to walk life without the person that you're supposed to be committed to, 
you are in essence allowing a little gap to create in space. And then before you know it, that space gets bigger and that space gets bigger and that space gets bigger. And so it happened. I mean, I think that's one of the ways that Satan is attacking the family. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ways he's attacking the church. Mm-hmm. And boy, would he love nothing more than to destroy the family and destroy the church. You know, if he can just make it full of broken people who don't believe in, in God is always with me for me and loves me, mm-hmm. then we'll never spread the gospel. So There is an ounce of responsibility here, and we're going to talk about this next week with the word belong, and we broke it up to you belong to God and how you belong to each other. Um, But I think beside kind of went along with that, that God is giving us the example of what walking life beside someone looks like so that we in turn can go and walk beside people in life and strengthen the kingdom of God here on earth. Yeah, I agree completely. So that that. is really kind of all I had for today. There wasn't a whole lot. you know, to elaborate on. And, you know, some of this is just kind of my interpretation, but I would encourage you all to, we'll link to the spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. And it's that whole mindset of, you know, we weren't just called to have Jesus beside us. We were called to have the spirit inside of us, which is power, huge power. Mm -hmm. It was really good. I would um, encourage you to do that. And then if you, if this is a concept that you struggle with, then um, go get the book. And, and read the book. We'll um, the title of it by the time yes, the post comes out. I will, I will definitely get the title <laughs> of it. Okay. So here's the other thing, though. It's not just enough to believe. And I, I saw this somewhere. Um, I heard it in a message somewhere. And I'd written it down in notes. And I think it's so good. Because we, we can't just know that God or the Holy Spirit is in us. We have to tap into that. We have to feed it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you can't just take it for granted. You have to feed it. We have to stay connected. So it's like a phone and a charger. If we never connect to the charger, our battery will die. Mm-hmm. We will get slower. We will get weaker. We will know about God, but forget to believe in God. And it's the same with people. We can't just say we love people and never connect with them. If you don't charge the relationship, the relationship will die. So, you know, you're going to unplug sometimes. That's just going to happen. But if you don't make the mental note of coming back and making sure that you reconnect mm-hmm. and that you get your life filled back up through the charge of Christ, then in your relationships with people, also you're going to disconnect and you're going to die out. And you're not, if you don't come back, you're not going to get recharged either. And I thought that was a great, just kind of a word picture of a charger. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the, you get the, the part that's going to fill you up and you get the part that when you're disconnected, you're going to die out. Yeah. That's um, really so good. got to feed that. Um, okay. So here are my practical applications, really more questions and thoughts than anything. Mm-hmm. How are you connecting? Like, are you connecting to God every day so that you can recharge and and feel his presence, feel his presence and fill your heart so that you can go out and have what it takes to connect with all of the people that are in your life in a day? Um, And that is a really important question for me because there are so many people who are just making it through the day. And they're making it through the day because life seems just too big Mm -hmm. and they can't take on anybody else's lives because they're having a hard time dealing with their own. So start the morning off by saying, am I connecting? Are you connecting through worship? Are you connecting through a podcast and listening to somebody teach or preach? Are you getting in the word? Are you reading a book, something that can nourish your soul Mm -hmm. to help you stay connected to the truth so that you can in turn know that God is always with you? Yeah. Um, Do you feel like people are walking, um, 
life with you? And do you feel like you're walking life with them? And if you're not walking life with people and if people aren't walking life with you, you need to ask some hard questions because we were not meant to walk alone in this Mm -hmm. world. We were meant to do life together. And I can't wait till we talk about this next week about the belonging to each other. We do belong to each other. If you are a born again Christian, we do have responsibility to each other within the body of Christ. Um, Well, I think too, Jesus is the best example of that. He was divine and came to earth to like, hang out with a whole bunch of like ne'er-do-wells, yep. you know, like he just walked beside for three years yeah. and like had food and sat at tables and did life with just these unreal, like these guys that you would not expect That's to be right. picked to carry on the message, but that he did it. So he, if he did, did it. We why are we too. think we tr- we're too good to. And if you think you are walking life beside people, would they know it? If you asked them, if you were walking life beside them, would they know it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think here's a good question. Like, who can you say is in your corner? Like that if somebody, if some random person called person A, would person A say, oh, I'm absolutely walking with her yeah. in her corner. Yeah. Like, could other people identify that? Right. Or would the person that you're saying say yes? To? Would you ever be the person someone would call when they're going through conflict? Mm-hmm. Not, not to gossip with. Mm-hmm. That's a big distinction. Huge difference. Yes. Right. If you're walking life with people talking about other people, that's not what we're talking about. No, that's different altogether. But are you ever the person somebody would call when something serious is going on in their life? And if the answer is no, you got to wonder if you're having the influence that God would desire for you to have. Yeah. So and it doesn't have to be like a laundry list of a hundred no. people. Jesus had three and then 12. That's right. Like the first three were like the tight circle. And then there was the 12. It's just being intentional where you're at, Mm -hmm. you know, and the first intentionals, I mean, listen, would your kids say that you're walking life with them? Mm -hmm. Would your husband say that you're walking life with Mm -hmm. him? I mean, seriously, don't start out here. Right. Where people don't really know you. Right. It's easy. It's so funny. I said the same thing last night. It's easy. Right. To like somebody when you don't know them. Right. But once you get to know people, that's when it becomes harder. Like we were talking about genera- being generous. I and mean, it's easy to be kind and generous and merciful and meek to the people you barely know. Yeah. That you see yeah. maybe once a yeah. day, once a week, you know, mm-hmm. having true generousness, I don't generosity. Say generosity. Cause right. I feel like, it, yes, it is generosity, but being generous, being meek to the mm-hmm. people or gentle, it's gentle, not generosity. It's gentle. Being gentle to the people in your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's hard. Cause those are the people that aggravate you and rub you all day long. Yeah. You know, it could be coworkers, it could be a boss or whomever. So like, yeah, what would the people that you do most of your hours of life with say, are you beside them or are you checked out? Yeah. So some hard that's questions. My, that's my take on beside. Well, I love that. Okay, good. I think it's fantastic. And good. I think it goes really well with what we're going to talk I about next so week with belong. Yeah. Belonging to God and belonging to each other. Yeah. Very Ooh, good. I love how this has all come together. Yeah. I love well, this. Okay. I'm going to pray us out. Do it. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having Sarah to walk beside me with in this journey. And to our listeners, those that um, maybe feel alone, Lord, I pray that you would bring someone to come beside them. I pray that you would open their eyes to see the people that are beside them. I pray that they would see those that maybe uh, challenge them or um, call them to a higher purpose and a higher way of living, that they would see that as love, that they would see it as someone that is with them in the journey. We thank you for the opportunity to do that and to um, be able to share life with all of these people that are listening. And we just pray that we uh, do you, do you proud in that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.